Listen, the most important thing I can ever tell people who are entrepreneurs is to never let your internal fears be confused for market realities. Never let your internal fears be confused for market realities. The market cares way less than you think they would. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in growth day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. (laughs) 
Hey everybody, it's Brendan Burchard and I'm super pumped to talk to you today about this topic that you guys wrote in about and you were asking me to cover the, what we call the big pivot, which is when you are known for a specific topic or you built a specific brand or you've got your own products and services out there and now you want to change things up, how do you do it without freaking out your audience, without freaking out your industry, without kind of hurting your brand? So maybe everyone knows you, knew you as a dentist and now you're going to be, you know, an online trainer or maybe everybody knew you teaching relationships and now you're like, Oh, you know what? I want to start teaching business. And when you, or maybe someone knew you as a consultant and now you're going, no, I really just want to coach. And so when you change what you're doing, you must be strategic about that change so you don't confuse people, but you must also be bold and be swift and be courageous and get it done quickly. And here's why I'm going to share that. Because many of you who wanted to make a change, you waited too long. You waited years, waited months, you waited weeks when there's no reason to do that. Listen. The most important thing I can ever tell people who are entrepreneurs is to never let your internal fears be confused for market realities. Never let your internal fears be confused for market realities. The market cares way less than you think they would. Like, listen, brand consultants, meaning this dying industry, the industry called brand consultants. So those guys, I'm sorry if any of you are brand consultants, but the myth that has been perpetuated by brand experts that, oh my God, you must take your brand so seriously and, and be careful with it. And da, 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 da. They have fear mongered so many people from getting into the game, from making necessary transitions and changes, from being scrappy at the beginning of your career. Listen, Nike and Apple were scrappy at the beginning. Scrappy. I mean, read Shoe Dog from, uh, from Nike's founder, Phil Knight, and you'll see, oh wow, this $50 billion plus global brand was a hot mess at the beginning. He got in the game. You gotta get in the game. Don't wait and wait and wait and wait because I'm telling you, and I'm really sincerely hoping that you hear me, that this idea that, you know, you have to stay stuck in one thing and slowly change is very good and very appropriate for the 1990s. The ability for you to pivot is this fast. It's so faster than it ever was before. You do not have to be concerned with switching a career. You don't have to be concerned with switching a brand. In fact, that is the norm now. It just... That's how things are. I mean, listen, if you are disagreeing with me, how, how can Apple change things so fast? They change the phone every single year. They change, how many of you have dongles? You have like all these plugins for your laptops. They're changing the size, shape, and function of the ports on the computers every single time. Everything is shifting. Everything is changing. Everything looks different. Everything is like, it's crazy. And what we try to tell ourselves is, oh, they must have the aesthetic perfectly lined with what it used to be. I'm like, no, have you seen Apple today versus 1995? Completely different. The shifts happen in campaigns, not years or months. The shift happens in a campaign, not years or months. And I think that's really important for people to get today. So for those of you 
who wanted to make a change. I am your champion today. And I am cheering you on, changing that career, changing that brand, changing that topic, changing that service focus can be pivoted that fast. And I want you emboldened. I want you to be confident. I want you to be ready to do it because you holding back, that's your internal fears, not market realities. The market is used to fast, swift, big pivots, right? Fast, swift, big pivots. That's the world today. And what you will be told, a brand you know, advisor or brand consultant will often say things like, oh, well, you know, you can't do that because, you know, people know you for this. And I'm here to tell you, no one knows you. No one knows you. You're like, but Brendan, you know, these 300 people knew me for this thing. I'm like, so there's 7 billion people on the planet. Well, Brendan, you know, our customers, we have hundreds of thousands of customers who know us for this. Well, you know what those hundreds of thousands of customers want? Better service. So whatever you're going to do next, do it better, but start doing it. That's it. That's it. That's the secret. Whatever you have done in the past, in order not to freak out people, all you have to do, do better. That's the answer. That really is that simple. Do better. So let's talk about the process of change. Let's talk about the branding of change. Let's talk about the communication of change today. Okay. First, the process of change. The process of change for you should always begin in what are you going to love to do at the next level? I mean, if you're going to make a shift, listen, what people understand is tiny shifts aren't that much different than big shifts. A big shift is just a bunch of little tiny shifts. And so I don't want you to think that you have to limit what you want to do. What I want you to do is think, what would you love to provide now at the next level? And not back away from that and get intimidated by that. Because you can make a change. You can make the change. And I want you to have that confidence. So here's the question. What would you love to build, have, do? And I'll tell you my example. You know, the process of change begins from that passion point. It begins from what would you love to provide, do, create, be part of at the next level? For me, I'm so fulfilled in my career because of you guys. Uh, more of my dreams have come true than I ever imagined possible in doing what we do. I never imagined we'd reach this many people, this many books, have this many products, so many courses. As an individual contributor into the industry, I'm beyond, beyond my dreams, my hopes, my aspirations, way beyond. So, you know, when people say, are you living the dream? I'm like, I'm living way beyond the dream. I mean, I did not have the ambitions to do what I am doing at the beginning. As I started going, once you achieve this ambition, you set another one, you set another one, you set another one, you set another one, you set another one. And I'm super happy and fulfilled with what I've created as a canon of work, as a creative person, so happy. But I also was thinking, okay, well, what's my next level? And that's how I want to start this conversation today. What is your next level of service and contribution to the world? What's it going to be for you? Well, for me, you know, I've created 24 online courses literally thousands and thousands of videos. Uh, I, I've done the Brendan show for a long time, right? The emphasis of me as a researcher, as a coach, as a trainer, putting out my content. But something that was, you know, has been in my heart is that I feel like I'm a result of the personal development industry. You know, I would not be here, as you hear me, if you've ever been to my seminars, I always say it, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, you know, 
Dale Carnegie and Napoleon Hill. And even before that, like, you know, uh, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, you know, it's like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, um, you know, Benjamin Franklin. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Earl Nightingale or Marianne Williamson or Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn or Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, like these pioneers, Jim Rohn, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, uh, um, all these like legends who came before me. My life significantly was changed and improved because of these folks' work. And while I introduce personal development to so many people in the world through my lens, through Brendan, I wanted to introduce more people to more of these experts who are in the modern era who are bringing personal development to the world. And it was hard for me to do that because I didn't want to recommend, I didn't want to turn into a recommendation engine or an affiliate engine. And so I was thinking, I said, what's my next level of service? I said, you know what? My next level of service is helping new voices or expert voices reach greater audiences. I want to help people reach the high performance experience, even if it's not through me. And that's what queued off starting HPX. I want a brand that I can make as a clearinghouse for putting other people and other things through that brand out into the marketplace that serves that, that same value I have, which is helping you reach high performance experience but allowing this new brand to be the gateway for that. Also by making it a brand that's not called Brendan, other people can have a control of it. Other people can contribute without my permission on all the visuals because it's not my face, right? My wife can be involved because she wants to also mentor and contribute. And as many of you have seen, she's amazing at that. So it doesn't have to be the Brendan show. It's just a brand that I can put through all these other things through. So my next level of service was a different brand what could be clearinghouse or a gateway to serving the same ends that I serve, but with other voices. I hope that makes sense. So that's, what's the next level of contribution? My next level of contribution was taking the industry that I love and I've succeeded at, and I've, I've risen to the top of my industry in many ways. At least that's what kind of I've been recognized for. And now taking that whole industry and say, Hey, let me give you a platform and help grow the industry and help others, um, reach more people. And so that was the intent behind it. So that's your first question. What's your next level of service? That is, should be exactly where you start the conversation of a rebrand or pivot, right? What's your next level of service? Notice where it did not start. The conversation did not start with, well, what can I do to improve my thing? It's like, okay, let's just not even think about your operational structure. Please don't think about your team right now. Please don't think about, you know, the systems you have. Please don't think about what you already have. Because if you're going to make a major pivot or a small pivot, it should be from that place of clarity and freedom that is unattached to the existing operations that you have today. Because if you take the existing operations today and you try to make a pivot, sometimes what you end up doing is you're taking a, you take a, a, a square and you're trying to squeeze it into a round hole. Is that square hole? I don't know how, you know what I'm saying? I think you guys might say, squeeze a round peg. There's a peg. There's a peg involved in something that doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'd rather do, dream unencumbered, brother. If you're going to make a shift, dream unencumbered. Who cares what you got, where you've been, what you're going through? You're building to the future, baby. That's how I want you to think about it. So our next level was, okay, I'm going to bring people to it. That's the process. Start with the next level. The second thing I'd like you to encourage you to do is to think about 
Well, what would that new thing look like and how would it look differently what you're, than what you're currently doing? Because if you're going to pivot, pivot. Make the visuals feel more modern, more clean, more up-to-date for today versus what you used to do. In other words, refresh the imagery. Refresh the feel. You're going to pivot. What will help people, what will prevent a lot of people from going, it feels like the same thing. I'm confused is when it just visually looks a little different. That's all. Like making it look a little different than what it was before Unless you're trying to bring a lot of that audience along slowly, which we'll talk about in a minute. But if you don't have a lot of, some of you are making pivots from something you didn't have a big audience with or a big customer base with. And if that's the case, you can totally refresh that sucker from scratch. Okay. If you've got a bigger audience and many of them are coming along for the ride and you have that concern of like just you know, you don't want them to bail on you, then you can make it look a little similar, but start making aesthetically slower shifts. I'm doing that with HPX. I'm not trying to go in some big, huge direction because my brand is a little bit too big for that. And as we're doing HPX, most of that beginning is going to be a lot of my stuff still, right? So I'm still contributing a lot of it too. I still want to have a little bit of me to it as we kick it off. Why? Because sometimes a little bit of you in the rebrand or the pivot that allows you to serve or get that low hanging fruit, right? Bring along the core audience, bring along the core champions, bring along the core ambassadors. Okay. So that's critical. Now I'll go a little faster here to communication, right? How should you communicate it? Now you're not going to like the answer, but get ready. You're going to communicate your entire shift in three to five emails or three to five videos or three to five podcasts. That's it. That's it. What most people do, man, my hair's all over the place here. Um, what most people do is they spend months and months, they buy all these communication, you know, uh, project uh, apps or they hire all these consultants who slow down the process, who prevent them from getting at the new thing and earning with the new thing. If you're going to start something new, start it sooner, earn from it sooner, and don't drag it out because your own fears. The market doesn't care. The market pivots so fast, you can't believe it. And if you haven't ever been like superseded by somebody in your industry, or if you never had a competitor eat your lunch because you didn't change fast enough, it's hard to understand what I'm saying. But if you've been in that position before, you know exactly what I'm saying. Going slow, that's usually the hindrance. So I'm saying three to five communications. Again, hey, that might be Three videos that are like two minutes long, or maybe for you and your brand, that's three videos that are like 20 minutes long or an hour long each, right? I don't know. But I really believe my challenge, I always go, how do I help this client make a pivot in three emails or videos or content pieces tops? Now, often I'll do three and I'll go, you know what? We maybe need two more. And that's how I end up at five. But I've helped a Fortune 500 company with hundreds of thousands of customers, tens of billions of dollars 
change a major direction of the brand and the company in literally five communication pieces, right? For them, it was like an ad, an email sequence. It was, it was an ad, one ad. It was like a 160 second spot that we ran over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. It was a uh, email sequence of five emails from the founder, I'm sorry, from the CEO, from the leadership team, and you know the, the general newsletter. It was a series of radio ads and a podcast. And it was, it was a print piece for them specifically. It was like this four panel, like a brochure, like a four panel card that we mailed out to existing customers. That was it. Now that was a campaign that ran and they worked with like 14 different agencies and paid me to help oversee it. Uh, this, just to give you an idea, this was like a seven figure contract, right? So a multi-million dollar contract, but that's all we did. That's how we changed a fortune 500 brand, four moves, right? And add a email series, a four part brochure and a podcast. Now, along with that, we changed the look and the feel of their logo and their website right? Look and feel of their logo and their website. And we added, they added one new service, which is one of the reasons they wanted to rebrand because they were adding this new service so that they could get rid of the old service. But I'm sharing that this was, that was a multi-million dollar engagement. And I'm telling you, we did four things. So for those who think that you got to go spend a bunch of money, do it. I just saved you all that money. <laughs> it's like, it's such minimal moves. You'll be absolutely stunned, stunned. Like you can make the shift, go for it. Um, I, I just think, I think you're overthinking it 90% of the time because you think the industry knows you. I'm telling you, your industry does not know you. They really don't. If they know you, the people who do know you, know you at a superficial level, right? And the people who do know you, all they want to see is you doing excellence and they want to see you happy. And that's why I say, ask, what's the next level for you? Something that would make you happy. And then do it with excellence, but do it quickly. Get in the game. Make it happen. Make it happen, my friends. My wife is all saying that. Make it happen. I think if my wife had a, a hashtag in her career... And the mentorship she has with people, it's like, make it happen. It's, it doesn't matter if it's not going to be perfect. Make it happen. Get in there. Go. Let's rock. And th- th- she certainly cheered me on for that, as many of you guys know, too. Okay, let's talk about also the communication. Let's talk about what we would say in those three or five emails or videos, okay? Here's what you would say. And this is what's going to be really important. First, you're going to start with gratitude. Love you guys, support you guys. Been such an honor doing all this with you. I've, I've really enjoyed my career. And then, but, right? Now you don't use the word, but you be like, and, and I've noticed that some people are asking for this. And I've heard you all asking for this. And we've, people have been asking me to contribute or do this, or people have been asking me lots of questions about this on DMs, or, or people have been asking me to start this thing. And I realized that, you know, after a while, what they're saying is valid and I am able to uniquely contribute that. And I wanted to do that. So I've embarked on this new journey. And on this new journey, I am taking you with us on this journey. So please understand, it's not going to be perfect at first. 
So we're going to solicit your feedback. We're going to ask for your insight. We're going to ask for your support and cheering us on as we make this transition. Please understand all transitions are hard. We won't get it right, but that's why we're going to be in communication. That's why we're going to solicit your feedback. That's why we want you to be part of the process. So please cheer us on as we're doing this. We're here for you, and we're really excited because in this new venture or this new service or this new thing, here's what it's about and why it's important to us and helpful to you. Why it's important to us and helpful to you. That can be one email. That can be one video. That can be one ad. The second piece, if I was going to really, so that might be the first email uh, or, the, or the first video, depending on how you communicate or your first webinar. It depends on how you're communicating your transition. The second one would be demonstration of value. Like demonstrate. So if you are an expert in, in real estate and you're going to be an expert in leadership, okay. That first one, announce the pivot. The second one, remind them of the pivot and then get right into the value. So it's like, hey, you know, uh, if you missed my last communication, we're really changing things up here and making a transition so we can serve more people. Lots of people asked us about leadership, so I'm going to start communicating that. While you know me for real estate, which I love and I'll still contribute serving, I want to start this new thing too because you guys have been asking for it. And here's something I'd like to share as my first communication with you about leadership. Click here to learn my five principles of leadership. They click there. They go over to the new branded page. There's a new video or a new blog post from you, and they get the value right away. See, most people where they fail in transitions is they announce, they make it pretty, they tell you it's coming, 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 and people get bored. They're like, show it to me. What is it? Let's get it. We've had this with HPX, too, because... Uh, I started teasing HPX, uh, HPX life to my audience. I think I started teasing it in November and like really kind of talking about it. And here we are in February and I'll be honest with you guys, cause we're all marketers and trying to build brands here. I'm about two months behind where I thought I would be. And so people are like, dude, show us, tell us, sell us, like sell us something, <laughs> And, you know, they're just like, they're, they're, they're waiting for me to get to it. And I honestly, I thought we would be there, but the move has taken a substantial amount of time. I'm still trying to find the office, still trying to scale up the team, still trying to also maintain and manage what we have already built and loved doing across all of our different companies and brands that I serve on, invest in, and rise. Like, it's just a lot of work, straight up, a lot of work. So I haven't got to a few of the releases uh, and I'm a little bit micromanaging the transition. I probably could have made it faster if I engaged more of my team uh, and more of our community uh, to make this transition. But I'm micromanaging it because I need my teams focused on what they're already doing to deliver it with excellence because it's at such scale. And if they're already struggling doing what I already have on their plate. So handling all this new stuff, they're just not ready for that. So for me... I'm micromanaging and taking on more than I need to, but I think that's important that when you are making a transition or a pivot, you, you really micromanage that process to make sure it's your voice. It's your thing. You get it right. Uh, and, and you can collaboratively create it 
with people, but make sure your hands are in kind of every bucket as you transition. And once the team or the new people or yourself is getting it right, then you can start outsourcing, managing, hiring for it, even uh, at a greater degree to scale. But I really want you to be involved in that. The great failures and transitions happen because someone loses voice. It doesn't sound like you. It doesn't look like you, like you've lost voice along the way. You can change voice, but there's something elemental about your values and who you are. So I would personally micromanage that process just a little bit as you get going. And then about the last piece here on the communication piece and that communication piece is, I personally feel that your communication piece needs to be aspirational, inspirational, and about them, less about you. More about why you're doing this for them. Because see, you can always make a pivot fast if you make it about them. And they'll always agree if they sense they're going to get new, better, bigger. But if it's just about you, 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 they're going to get bored, they're going to tune out, and they're going to complain. So make sure it's about that. I think, I hope that all serves. Okay. Uh, let's see. One of the things I promise is how do you do this and maintain excellence with what you are already doing? Meaning if you make that pivot, how do you start something new, maintain what you had before? What I would do is just make sure that you are really clear or your team is really clear on what are the priorities over here and the thing that you're maintaining. And when you start doing something new, making sure you're allocating very clear lines about who owns what moving forward. Like in HPX so far, the only thing who owns anything in HPX going forward is me and my wife, Denise. That's literally it. Because I'm having my team stay, work, run this with exceptional awesomeness. And then as we go to build more and bigger things over here, we'll enlist more and more team. But in the short term, Keep it close, as they say in corporate America, right? When a Fortune 500 company is going to change, it's keep it close. Let's keep it among our executives. Let's get the strategy clear. Let's understand the path. Let's know where we're trying to go before we roll out or engage a lot of other people. Let everyone else make sure they are doing their job with excellence and let's us figure out where we're going, what we're doing, how it's happening. And once we get clarity on that, or we get our feet, you know, our toe dipped in, or we start or take a couple first actions, then let's enroll and enlarge from there. I hope that really makes sense. Okay. Kim Hillcruz asked, Hey, Brennan, I'm making that pivot from large organizational change projects. Congratulations to high performance online group programs. I get afraid of not making the money I make consulting. Will you talk about creating success through that transition while I still uphold my responsibilities to my family, which is important to me? Good job, Kim. And our ranch. I'm finding that challenging. Letting go of the old way and income. Um, Kim, this is a very unique and individual decision. Um, it's a tough one to talk through without specifically speaking to you. But here's what I would recommend to yourself and everybody to consider. And that is what I like to do is before you make... Listen, a thing is called a pivot, right? If you're going to change direction completely... And you may or may not have to do that all at once. So one way that I did it, and I'm, I'm sharing my specific story because I had that same journey, Kim, is that I started what I was doing uh, sort of on the side from one of the jobs I had, and I started earning at it 
while still holding a job. I did that with a brand, I should say, more or less. Um, and so what happened for me was my new thing, my goal was if I can work part-time on the new thing and get it up to make maybe 20% of the income, maybe 25, 30 tops. If I can make 20% of what I make, if my old thing's making this much, if I get my new thing making this much part-time, I'm stoked because that means as I, if I can just take the attention and time I'm giving over here, decrease it, then this thing starts to happen. And that's how I think about it. I think about responsibilities to family, as you're mentioning, if it is a true financial responsibility that you have with a family or company or brand, then what I like to recommend is try to get Try to get your feet into it. Try to get 20% of that revenue. And as soon as you realize that that possibility is there. And the reason I said that it's responsible to see if that thing can earn first before ditching stability, before ditching your responsibilities, before ditching the security of your family. I think too many people do just quit something that was earning to start something new and they don't even know what to do yet. And I'd like to say, go earn 15, 20% because when you do that, it proves you know what you're doing, you understand the path, you understand the operations, you understand the revenue sources, and once you understand it and you're proving it, the model a little bit, it gives a little bit more both confidence and responsibility to start making a fuller transition to the new thing. That's how I personally think about it. The second thing, Kim, is really over-communicate with your family that they understand what you're doing and why it's important to you so that they don't think you're crazy so that they cheer you on. And cause you said you're afraid of not making the money. And the truth is, and most of you should know most of you're not going to always make the same revenue starting something new. Always remember it took years to build the old thing. So don't expect that the new thing should equate to the old thing right away. I always tell people that when I made a transition, I thought it took me years to earn X amount of money consulting. It literally took me years to grow up that number. I didn't expect to start my coaching business and be the same thought. I thought, well, it's going to take years to build that coaching business up. Luckily, I also did what many of you do. I invested in my learning. I figured out the path. I had them uh, sort of the direction figured out. I was modeling the way. I'd gotten some training. So as I jumped in, this went up to 15, 20%. I was like, great, smash it. Put the, you know, put the, put the gas down. And it went wham, really fast. And so that was great because I was prepared. And that was another point I was going to say to you all. You prepare for success in the next thing by obsessively learning this time. Last time you learned by trial and error. This time, pay that way. Meaning go to that seminar, learn the path. Get the certification, get the path. Uh, join that person's thing, get the path. I'm not saying that in self-serving ways because I'm here. To, I'm not selling you guys anything right now. I'm here to tell you that someone already figured it out. In your first go around, often you were the one figuring out. The second go around, I really encourage you to buy the way, right? If you made success in the first way, the second time it's like, get that coach, get that mentor, get that plan, get that, you know, team working it for you to like do it. This time, know the path, work the path. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm going to change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. 
This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy. I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language. Earn. To earn the gifts we've been given. To earn the life that we want. To work for it. To strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're going to get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot. You'll be motivated and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey all, it's Brendan, and I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it starter. That's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you with tons of research back prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders, so like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high performance habits, which we teach you to do. And then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep, dive powerful life transformative courses so these courses these classes these are things that would cost over three thousand dollars a month to access but growth day pro as an example is less than a buck a day your personal development is worth a dollar a day your access to these people is worth a dollar a day but you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com
Camilla D'Souza says, I'm changing my message from life coaching to business and money coaching. And sometimes I feel that I don't know how to market it. I mean, my business and finances are not as great as I wanted them to be, even though they're growing fast. So I fear people will not buy from me because I'm not frequently traveling or going to events or see as much, you know, business and money coaches doing to market themselves. Any advice? Yes, Camilla, do not worry about your income. You're showing your fancy house or traveling in a jet or whatever. That actually turns off a lot of people. Your job is to get clear to the audience about what the audience needs and talk to them about their problems, talk to them about their challenges, talk to them about their aspirations and say, that's what I do. I help you get that. See, we've lost that in the world. We're in the selfie generation now, unfortunately, because of social media, where everyone's like, me, 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 look at 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 me, trust me. And I'm like, boring. Not that those people, they might get a good following, but they're not getting the higher level deals and contracts. What's going to serve you is to understand the audience, speak their language, say, those things you want, that's what I do. That's what I have a process for helping you achieve. And your issue in getting there faster is that sometimes you don't know the process or you don't know the path or you can't stay disciplined or you lose accountability or you need somebody to help you think through things so you have clarity and confidence. That's what I do. I help you get what you want, not look at me. Don't you want some of what I got? <laughs> so that's why I don't do any of that kind of marketing. And you also notice is like those people who do that type of marketing, they're, they're just, unless they do that and speak the customer's language, they tend to look really fancy on Instagram, but not actually make the money that they claim to make, right? That's just the truth. It's just the truth. So I encourage you not to worry about like, I, I listen, if you make a dollar doing something and someone else makes zero, you're way ahead of them. And many of you who want to teach business or entrepreneurship or something that can help somebody with the abundance of their family, you don't do it because you think, well, I'm not, you know, I don't make a hundred million dollars yet. It's like, you don't have to make millions of dollars to teach people how to improve their lives financially. And I just really think that's uh, not true because there's, remember, there's three kinds of experts. One is a results expert. So yeah, maybe you did do that. You achieved some crazy abundant thing. The second kind is a research expert. And that research expert is you going out and understanding it and sharing it and distilling it down to people so they don't have to go do that homework or run those miles. You just explain it to them. And the third time is the third kind is that role model. It's that you're an inspirational figure that can coach and advise them. So it's like a coach expert. You can help them through the process to get what they want, even if you haven't done the process. Like I help people do I help people literally get a gold medal at the Olympics. I've never been to the Olympics and I never go. And do you see how scrawny I am? I am never going to the Olympics except as a coach. So I think that's what's really important for you to understand is that you don't have to have gotten a specific result. You have to help people through their process to achieve what they want. That's what you signed up for to doing, Camilla. I hope that helps. Jeff says, for the past year, I've been transitioning from a traditional chiropractor and functional medicine practice to coaching and online-based training that uses big personal development aspect to address the mental, emotional, and life purpose aspects of being healthy and fulfilled. How do you recommend addressing the switch for the old clients? And there are the techniques to blend this kind of switch in my communications to balance the new and the old. Jeff, yes, I've taken that on a little bit, but specifically in your case, 
what I would literally do, talk to them about how the old thing does um, connect to the new thing. So I send a simple message out literally to all my clients ever that I had in chiropractic or functional medicine, Jeff, and I'd say, hey, listen, I know that you came to me because you needed some expertise in chiropractic or functional medicine. You'll use better words than I am right now. And I love serving my clients here. You know what I've noticed is so many of my clients, though, end up asking me things that were really about how they can master their mindset and their habits because those are the things, that stuff of personal and professional development, that lay, that leads to good health. And so many people were asking me about it that I finally put together a program that would help them with their personal development journey as well. Because that's the preventative stuff. That's the things that happen beyond my office that helps them live their best life. And so many people were excited about it. I hope you're excited about it too. Click here and check it out. And it's that simple. So you, you connect them and notice in the framing of everything I'm doing, always be saying, people were asking me, the audience wanted to know. So I built this thing. So it's sharing that you built it from a service mindset and they really connect with that. Uh, Rinesh said, I'm actually a dentist. Awesome. Uh, with a thriving online course and educational brand, but I now want to add personal development and marketing programs to my lineup. My true passions. At this point, I'm doing both. I do love my dentist audience and my programs for them. I just want to add on the personal development thing to a bigger audience. Any guidance here? Yep. Same thing as the chiropractor. Turns out you guys are the same. Uh, very, very same question. I would add specifically because your, like the chiropractic functional medicine is, a, is easy transition to personal development. Way more easy or clear, I would say, than dentistry over to that. So what I would do is let them know in your cases, like as you said, I love how you already shared this, Rinesh, you got it. You said my true passion. And so I'd let, I'd let them know. It's like I, I, one of my favorite messaging I'd ever seen was someone saying, I've been doing this thing over here, but as I've been doing that, it's filled my heart so much, but there's been a little bit of hole in my heart because I have a passion for this other thing. And, and honestly, most people don't even know that I do this. And maybe you guys have never even known that I'm passionate about this and I do this, but I've gotten really good at it and I really love it. And these people have been asking for it. So I finally did it. I finally jumped in guys and I've done this thing and I hope you'll support it and check it out. It can be that simple. Kathleen says, how long did it take you to transition from your corporate job to your thought leader business? Um, Kathleen, I would say about two years about two years. And I say that two years because maybe, yeah, about two years because I was learning. It took about one year once I transitioned to financially earn way more than I'd ever earned because I prepared. I studied. I'd gone to the seminars. I had a bunch of books. I, I was modeling what other people were doing. I understood the, mecha the mechanics of what I needed to do before I jumped in. So for me, it was about two years. And I always tell people, if you're going to make a major shift in career, you know, go out six months on your calendar or a year on your calendar or two years on your calendar and mark the D-Day. This is the day of the transition. That day, come hell or high water, is the day you make your announcement, you quit the job, you make the transition, you send out the campaign to start the new thing. That's the day. It has to be in the calendar. I put it in the calendar and I just worked to study, to learn, to understand how to do it. And it was just important to me. When I first left, I went broke. And I went broke as many of you guys know, because I didn't know how the industry really worked in terms of like, you know, how people would come after me in terms of like, uh, if you didn't know the story, I did a seminar and somebody sued me and made a false claim and I had to pay out that claim. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I had bad lawyers and I did and it 
wrecked me, but I knew what I needed to do to earn. And I turned that sucker around so fast because I knew the strategies that people were employing. And that made the big, greatest difference. Paola, can the new brand or pivot increase the value of the already established brands and enterprises? What I mean is, because I'm expanding with this new thing, say a new course or a new product, the, the value price of my coaching hours can be increased, adding more value to the old business. Yeah. I like to, if you pivot and you do something new, make sure you take that new thing, if it makes sense, and bundle it up with the old thing. Now, it doesn't always make sense. Like Ranish, uh, Ranish, uh, who, who's doing dentistry, it might not sense to, you know, come in, I'll clean your teeth and I'll add on this online personal development course. That might not make any sense there, right? But if it does align, absolutely bundle it up, you know, bundle it up. The main thing though, if you start a new brand or a new business, I highly encourage you, if you're starting a completely new brand, a new LLC, a new S-Corp, a new business, if you're going to start some, a new business with new bank accounts and things, I tend to say, let that thing do its new thing by itself without mixing in the old stuff, unless, again, those services or your brand really overlap. In my case, I mean, I'm Brendan. You know, I've, I'm the service provider. I, I provide the service to everything that I do. So it, it, there's an overlap there a little bit, but much of HPX is new offerings that we're going to be rolling out that are HPX identified and branded and they'll have their own thing that don't rely on things that I'm creating now or have created under the Brendan brand. At least that's the goal because I feel like that can be a different thing as you guys are about to see in a couple of weeks. Um, really excited about it. I think it's Lee Piper Smith. I created a network subscription business. It didn't take off as well as I wanted to, and I learned a lot along the journey, including my true passion, which is public speaking. So I'm transitioning to a productivity coach. Any thoughts on how to deliver the message to my network so I don't lose those contexts? Yep, same thing. Three emails. Just think of that. Three emails, three videos, and you're into the new thing, and you're not looking back. Just move into new things. And here's the thing. If you get a, guys, here's what's so important. If you get a lot of blowback or a lot of like lack of like, um, understanding to it, you just did it wrong along the way. Um, one thing I didn't mention earlier is as part of one of those communication pieces, I forgot to mention, I talked about the first and the second, the third communication, the second one was adding value. The third one is an FAQ. Hey guys, we've gotten lots of questions about this new thing I'm doing. Maybe if you haven't heard about it, here's what it is. If you have, here's the most common questions I'm getting about how this new thing is or why I did it. So give them access to an FAQ video or an FAQ page or an FAQ email that explains it, right? So the first one is just to announce it, Lee. The second one is to add some value in it. The third one is to address some frequently asked questions. And some people go, well, why wouldn't you do the FAQ first before the value? Let the value lead. Let the value speak for itself. Then take the questions and always have that ability to link people over to some kind of FAQ page or video that will serve as a resource for that. I hope that really helps. Let's see. Uh, how do you build trust if you start a new brand where you are not the role model as it's new and you don't have any recommendations yet? I think the most important thing, trust is based on value and consistency and alignment. Let's talk about those. Value. What do I mean by that? It's about like adding value, either intellectual value, like teaching them, explaining something. Value is part of a community. Value is part of an aesthetic that they enjoy, a lifestyle they believe in, that kind of thing. The second one is all about, well, I should say alignment is being in alignment with what the customer actually wants. Being alignment 
with who you are, what you represent, and what they want, aligning those things. But also, I think it's really important to understand that you're just not ever going to get it exactly right. And so it's okay to begin that process and explain to them, I don't know if I'm getting it right. Trust is that shareability too. Like, give them the behind the scenes. If you haven't done it before and you're starting, try to add as much value as you can, but also explain the behind the scenes that is new to you. I mean, I did that to you guys at the top of this podcast, at the top of this live cast. I mean, it's hard to build something new. Tell people about it. I mean, I wish this was looking as amazingly lit up on this fancy camera as you guys are used to seeing me over the years with fancy production and DSLRs. and It's just not. I'm in somebody's house right now. I think they're making spaghetti downstairs. It smells good. I'm telling you what. Um, but that's just, I'm out on the road and I'm trying to do our best. So just be vulnerable with people. Don't feel, here's the thing. Many of you will try to make the transition too clean. You'll try to make it perfect. You'll try to wait to roll it out till it's perfect and every page is perfect and everything's else. And you'll let someone tell you, well, we better get the aesthetic right and the colors right and the logo right and everything right. And they'll slow your process down that the audience doesn't care about. The audience likes to be part of the journey. That's the new world we live in. In the 90s, it was make everything perfect, then roll it out. That's why you spent, you know, one quarter, two quarter, three quarter, four quarters preparing a major change. Now, the sooner you get into it and you adjust and you adapt, the more people appreciate that. If you tell them about the journey and you say, I don't know how this is going to go. Everything you all are doing, someone has done before you. Um, go look on YouTube, go to their seminar. It's, it's not such a mystery. Often it begins with a new video. Okay. Uh, Rinesh is saying another question. Are many personal development courses now turning into more lower ticket prices, a hundred, three hundred dollars? I'm seeing many launches for personal growth type courses for less than a thousand. What are your thoughts and about what's happening? Rinesh, I think what's end up happening right now is a lot of people are preferring to get a buyer in the door and then upsell, then they are going for that high ticket item. It used to be a lot easier to close those higher ticket items than it is in the marketplace today. Not because what you're adding isn't a value, not because the industry changed, but because people are so much more distracted. All right. The reason people aren't buying a thousand dollar personal development programs isn't trust, isn't value. They say, I don't have time. So when you sell a lower ticket thing, it's not the value. It's that they're going, a lot of people go, Oh, that I'm going to get the value. I'm going to get my answer problem, but it's, it's, it's consumable. It's, it's shorter. The thousand dollar things were big programs. You know, those were a couple, you know, that's a three week, five week, 10 week, eight week program, usually in personal development. It was significant. It was big. And for some people, they're like, Whoa, I'm not ready for that level of time commitment or mastery. Give them a little bite first, then upsell tends to be an easier thing to scale, not necessarily sell, an easier thing to scale, right? They might be equally easy to sell to the right audience, but in order to scale it, you might have to run some ads or get some affiliate partners. And if you have ads or affiliate partners, you got to give a cut or you have to pay. And so there's an expense to it. That's easier to pay that expense in order to get someone into a hundred dollar thing than a thousand dollar thing, because more people will buy that hundred dollar thing. The scale is easier to work out than the math. That's the only reason you're seeing that is for those who are scaling. But is it possible to sell thousand dollar programs? 
Darn right, all day long. It's easier to scale one than the other. Yeah, Sandy says, the audience likes to be part of the journey. It's so true, except once in a while, I have one or two people who don't want the change. They want everything to stay the same. Sometimes they even tell other people in your group that they're not happy. How do you handle those outliers? Sandy, talk about those outliers along the way. Literally, go live on Instagram or, or do a video and say, hey, you know what? We made this change, and I'm so pumped by the reception. Like, Everyone is super stoked about this. They're loving the value. They're, they're cheering on. They're liking this part of it. But you know what? There's some people who don't love it. Honestly, some people have told me, I don't like the change. I like the old way. And I appreciate that. I understand that. But I have to make sure I build the brand and make my creative service about the future, not about the past. So I hope you guys will stick with me along the way. I know you're going to hear some noise out there. Some people are going to complain and everything else. And I respect that. I hope they can do that. But I also hope they'll give me a chance over the coming months to show them exactly why this is the best thing. I'm just asking for a chance, guys. Be patient with me. Watch this over the next couple of months, and you'll see exactly why we did this. I know you might want the old way, but the old way is not as good as the new way. You'll see. That's all. Just bring it up. Deb says the word expert seems to trip me up. I'm still working on things, and I'm just a few steps ahead of the baby boomers. I've set out to help. In my mind, expert means they have it all. Knowledge, skill, and experience. And then they share. Deb, memory, that's not always true. An expert can be a journalist. I mean, look, there's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. He's a writer. He's a journalist writing about habits. And throughout the book, he's even saying, my habits kind of sucked. That's why I started researching this. And I wrote this book. <laughs> you know, By no means was the guy an expert. He was more of a curator. He was a person who synthesized what other people found about it and shared it. And in that process, because he summarized what everyone else was saying and made it digestible, he became an expert by sharing the synthesis of the market. I hope that makes sense. Jason, hey, Brendan, uh, what's the best customer service protocol for saving dollar trials from unsubscribing? What's the bad conversion rate for the trial? What percentage is reasonable for keeping them after the trial month? Jason, man, that's I can't answer that. It's super tough because it depends on what the offer is. Uh, and, and the conversion is completely based on who the audience is and what the offer is, especially at dollar trials. Like if you were saying, hey, Brendan, this is a $97 thing, that's a little more predictable of a price point. Dollar trials, that means you're getting everybody and their dog and their sister. So don't look for a specific number as sort of like an index or an anchor number. What do you have and how you double it? Meaning, what do you have? Now double the number of stick. Think about that. So here's some great customer service things. First, when they write in to unsubscribe or to, um, you know, to cancel, volley back to them and say, Hey, listen, happy to serve your question, but we want to make sure that you're absolutely clear what will happen. If you unsubscribe or you cancel, you lose all these things. So start with the loss, right? The loss of the things they already have. You will lose this. This will no longer work, no longer function. You won't see it again. After the loss, then share, and you won't get these things in the future that are coming out. That's FOMO, right? So the first one is losing what you got. Second one is fear of missing out on the future thing. If they write back and they still want out or they still don't want to do it, write back and say, happy to, last chance. Let me ask you something. What if we just gave you a discount to enroll in the whole year and you save 50%? So give them a discount on the way on that next route. That works 
really, really good. Uh, what else are you asking in the subscribing? Yeah, again, the conversion rate, it just totally depends. Also, experiment with those, those trial numbers. The dollar trial, maybe try another number, a $7 trial, a $10 trial. Maybe make the trial shorter. Instead of a, a 30-day trial, make it a 7-day trial or a 10-day trial. You don't know until you start mixing it up what's really going to work. Try to stick to it for one month each time you change something so you can see uh, and have a control number and you know test against that baseline. It's all testing, Jason, as you know already, Doug. I know you got that. I'm giving you bold courage and energy to say that if you're ready to make a change, make the change. Don't let your fear stop you. Do it. Some people will complain. So what? You're not making the change for them. You're making the change for your future. This is your life. This is your agenda. Chase the things that will bring you alive that you will love doing. That is what's important to your soul. That's what's important to your brand because that's who you are. Someone ready to live the life that you are destined to live. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me, or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses, or where I go live in my membership areas, or how I accept money online, now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, it's Brendan. And I want to tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group um, really, Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just 
at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so and you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post, I can post, we can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own, not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so.